consider yourself resilient? And what does that even mean to you? In this podcast, Resilient Entrepreneurs with Two for One, we chat with business owners about what resilience means to them. And we go deep. What we've learned running our own businesses, you're never alone, even when it feels like it. So tune in anytime to this podcast. We're always here for you, celebrating resilient entrepreneurs just like you. We're Lauren Vicky from Two for One, a marketing company for early stage business owners who want to launch, grow, and be resilient. Well, we have the pleasure of interviewing Nico Bean today, a 14-year-old entrepreneur based in Bermuda. He's an artist and an innovative young businessman. I know we'll be seeing great things from Nico in just a few short years. Already great things are coming from this household. Nico, it is a pleasure to have you featured on Resilient Entrepreneurs podcast and at such a young age. Yes, thank you. I'm glad to be on here. Wonderful. So listen, we have a number of questions that we often ask our guests, and I'm going to uh, have to skip a few of them because, for instance, I can't put you in a time capsule 20 years back and ask you what you would have told yourself. But what I would like to start with is an understanding of what was your first ever job or gig, if you haven't been employed, what did you do first to make money and how old were you? Okay, well, I was about, let's say, 10, 11 years old, and I thought of an idea, well, hmm, my mom seems to like when I wash her car, and she pays me, she pays me a little bit for it. What if I created some flyers and handed them out to some neighbors uh, to see if they wanted car washes, and I would hand them out, and people would offer me up, they'd let me know, and then I'd go wash their car for about maybe $20 a car. Fantastic. So you actually put flyers in the neighborhood to drive yes. business. You were, you were marketing at that stage. And how old Yes. I was about 10, 11 years old. <laughs> Lovely. And was it lucrative? You made a good, made a good profit? Yeah, I made a pretty good profit. <laughs> tight-lipped on his success. I love it. Okay. Uh, so what is it that you do now? I mean, you're, you're an artist. Tell us a bit more about the work that you do now. Yeah, so I create acrylic pour artwork. And I use all different types of techniques. For instance, I might just pour some paints on a canvas and tilt it. And then it creates, you know, beautiful artwork. Or sometimes I like to experiment with marbles and roll them around in the paint. And it creates a cool flowing texture, um, visual texture. And sometimes I might also use a comb. That's also very nice. Yeah, do stuff like that. And I also create Christmas bowls, all different sizes, small, medium, and large like about small is approximately 2.5 inches, medium, four inches, and large, about five inches. And so tell us a bit about these Christmas ornaments. It's August. What are you doing making Christmas ornaments? Yeah, so my summer has consisted a lot of making Christmas ornaments because I realized once I get back into school, I'm not going to have much time to make a lot of ornaments for Christmas and a lot of upcoming Christmas sales that I'll be in. So I knew I had to get a head start of it. So since July, I've been painting Christmas ornaments and we have a Christmas tree up in our house. Yes, that's fantastic. <laughs> but yes. it's quite beautiful. It is. Tell us about your plans. I mean, you said you're going to have some Christmas sales. Yes. What, you're already planning for that? Tell us about it. Yes, already planning. I'm looking to be in a BUEI Christmas sale, also Huckleberry and maybe a few other Christmas sales with churches. Um, I went in two last year and they did pretty well. And I'm looking to go more this year. 
Wow, you're really making quite a name for yourself. Yes. So what would you say is your greatest achievement in business to date? Ooh, okay. That's a tough question, but I would probably say being in the newspaper and in the Royal Gazette, I was interviewed by Ms. Jessie Mons Hardy, um, all because of a promotional video I did, I created. Oh, tell us more. Yeah, so I created this video for English class and it got a lot of attention. I got an interview in the newspaper. I got a couple commissions and lots more followers and people getting to know me. So what was the uh, video all about? Well, it was talking about myself and my art. And it talked about why you should buy my art. Uh, well, I'm young. It's at a very reasonable price. And you're going to want it before my prices go up. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yes. You're going to be a famous artist. So you get yes, in. Yes, yes, mm, yes. That's great. And so what prompted you to do that video? Um, well, I've always, I did want to create a video um, just advertising myself. And the class assignment really just put that into vision. Like I knew, okay, well, I should do this. And have you studied marketing? I mean, you have quite an insight into how to market your business. You're not just creating things because it, you know, mm -hmm. you like to create beautiful things. You're really proactively selling. Yeah, I've done a little. Um, I've done a little research into marketing. And I've also gotten help from some people that have taught me a lot. Yeah. Okay. Who, who, some, who? some people like who? Yes. I, that is the I wonder, I wonder. Well, maybe my mother, Miss <laughs> Laura Bell, she's taught me a lot about marketing. Well, it's yeah. good you're paying attention. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that video you did was quite an amazing video and it did get a lot thank of attention you, from, yes. from a lot of people because you created it like a pitch. Mm -hmm. And that's something we talk about a lot in marketing is the importance of having a strong pitch. And that's exactly what the class was teaching you, as I recall. So it was yes. pretty, pretty cool timing. And it was nice that you had your own business to, to promote. What did the class, the teachers, how, how was their response? Oh, it was amazing. Um, yeah, the, all my, um, classmates loved it. I even handed out business cards to them after the, uh, after the presentation <laughs> and yeah, I got very good marks on that. And my teacher was very pleased. That is fantastic. Laura, you must be so proud of your son. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll be honest. I may have taught him a few things, but this kid's starting to teach me something. <laughs> and I'm telling people they need to start paying attention because uh, he's just had an Instagram reel. He's been working on reels over the summer, really getting good at them. And he had one go viral. So tell all of our listeners a little bit about this video of yours. Yeah, so it went slightly viral, 13K plays. Um, 13,000. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. How many followers do you have on your account? Just over 200. Oh, my gracious. How did <laughs> that happen? Tell us your secret. Okay, so it was something a bit out of the ordinary. It was an ornament process video. Um, and I knew people would like that. You know, who's who else is painting Christmas ornaments in August, right? It's something out of the ordinary that people would like. And then I also thought, well, I'm going to need an audio that's doing well or a trending audio. So I used just that, matched it up perfectly, uh, edited it so it fit well. And I used good hashtags that uh, fit it 
So I used hashtags like Christmas in July and Christmas ornaments and acrylic pour, stuff like that. So people can search up those hashtags and it would bring them to posts like that. Fantastic. I'd really like to take a minute to drill down into this because I'm mm -hmm, certain mm -hmm. a lot of our <laughs> listeners would be very keen to have their reels go viral too. So tell us what you did when you were researching hashtags, for instance, for people who may not have done that before or not really mm -hmm. sure how to do it effectively. Yeah, I didn't really research hashtags. I just looked at the video and thought of hashtags that went with it. For instance, if you're doing a painting process video, you're not going to want to put a random hashtag like, I don't know, motorcycles or something. You're not going to want to put a random hashtag like that. You're going to want to put hashtag painting or hashtag maybe even real artist on Instagram. Those are good hashtags, stuff like that. And, yeah. And you thought of Christmas in July, which was fantastic. Yes. It was about being creative. Yeah. Mm hmm and then talk to us a little bit about the trending audio. Okay, so you'll find a trending audio if you just scroll on your reels or maybe you're on TikTok, you just keep scrolling and you hear an audio over and over. Then what you want to do, okay, you're going to be like, okay, well, this audio is doing pretty well. I see a lot of people using it. Then you can look when it was posted. And if it was posted within a week, you know it's a trending audio and you know it's an audio that you would want to use. Okay, so it doesn't need to be an audio that relates necessarily to what your reel is. Well, it, it definitely popular. It should, um, but if you're doing a painting process video, um, you can use an audio that relates to maybe painting, or you can use a nice song. Maybe if you're doing a acrylic pour painting, a nice calm lo-fi song. Those are nice. Great advice. Thanks. So, Nico, tell us what's, in your view, the best thing about being an entrepreneur? What do you love about it? Well, I love being able to control what I do when I have to work, you know. Um, yeah, just being in control, really. Yeah. You mentioned that you have a lot of hours at school. So how do you balance mm -hmm. all the things that you want to do in business with your obligations at school? It's pretty tough and I'm still figuring some of this out, but one thing I'm going to do better is create a lot of content and paintings on like my breaks, like maybe summer break. And then I post them over time um, just as something, you know, something to have, something to post. And also like I have a list of things I need to do and I have the certain time on them. So maybe I come home from school, I have some homework I have to do, maybe from four o'clock to six o'clock, and then I might have some dinner or paint. And, you know, I just have the certain time I'm going to do that. So I know, okay, I have to do this from a certain time. And then next I have to do this. And sometimes the whole night is just schoolwork, but other times it's schoolwork and painting, maybe create a reel, something like that. You sound like a very organized person. Yes. I would say this kid's superpower is organization. He's wow. pretty incredible yeah. at it. You've always got a list and of things that you need, things you're going to do, and then you plan out your time very, very wisely and very well. That definitely yeah. is a superpower to have, kiddo. Time management is key. You need to have good time management, especially when you have a lot on your plate. 
Yeah, but if you're just not that person naturally. Yeah. You know, any tips? Mm. Well, I'm not too sure because, you know, I'm very time, very well time managed. But if you're not a good time management person, at least write out, you know, the stuff that you need to do. And it helps to write out a time next to it so you know when you need to do it. But at least write it down so you can see it. Put it somewhere where you can see it so you don't forget. And then you're like, okay, yes, I have to do this. Okay, I'll do that right now. And then I'll do this later. Fantastic. Uh, Nico, it sounds like everything you do is, um, you know, it's it's out on a limb. It's different to mm-hmm. what a lot of 14-year-olds would be doing with their time. Yes. Do you feel like you're being brave when you do this? Do you feel like it takes courage or? Oh, definitely. Because I could have just went out and applied for a job. You know, I wouldn't have to risk like a lot of money. I wouldn't have to be purchasing a lot of paint supplies. And, you know, maybe that painting doesn't sell or a couple of paintings doesn't sell. And then I wouldn't have to risk going broke, you know. Um, yeah. And I could just not have to worry so much. Like when you own a business, when you're an entrepreneur, you're constantly thinking 24-7. I could have just went, maybe packed groceries, done that for an hour or two, come back home and then just relax. But no, I'm always thinking of new painting ideas, new colors, you know, new things I can do. And so it sounds like you're using your profits to reinvest into your business and buy more materials. Is that what you do? You don't just yes. use your mom's pocketbook for that? No, no, no. Um, yes, I do reinvest. I have a spot where I save money for the future and I have a spot to reinvest and I have a spot where I put some money into something where every once in a while I can treat myself. But usually most of my money goes to reinvesting and then some saved and some in the pocket. Great. Can I spot you up for a loan if I need it? Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Luckily, two for one's doing okay, so I might not need to do that. <laughs> You're safe in that one. So, I, listen, I can't wait to hear what big ideas do you have for the future? Okay. Yeah, so I have a few big ideas. I did, uh, all my Bermudians would know what Harbonites is, but if you're not Bermudian out there, Harbonites is every Wednesday night, people go on Front Street in Bermuda and they sell all kinds of things. You can find food, jewelry, and my plan was to sell my paintings and Christmas ornaments there. Unfortunately, I couldn't do, the, do it this summer because I wasn't prepared, but I am planning on doing that next summer. Amazing. Yeah. That's amazing. And I have more. I have more plans if you'd like to hear. Yes, please. So in like about two years time, maybe I have a big project for a school called a personal project. And I want to focus that on my business. And in that time, I I want to create a Shopify website. I'm already creating a website on Wix that will launch soon. But I would like to create a Shopify website uh, to sell to all my international people out there. And I would also like to join Sargasso C. It's it hasn't been confirmed or anything. It was just a thought of mine. Uh, my Bermudians would know that Sargasso C is a delivery app, and they deliver all kinds of things, mainly food. Um, but you can also get birthday supplies if you need. They deliver all kinds of things, and I would like to get on there one day. That's a fantastic vision. And all of that is very related to marketing in you're building your channels, you're building your distribution mm-hmm. network. 
it's phenomenal and i think it's really a great um, takeaway for people who are in the service industry well especially if you're in the arts or uh, you're a creative i think your default is typically to create what you love because you mm -hmm. love it and then the yes. hardest part is selling it or making money definitely yeah and it sounds like you have such a good balance Nico, how do you, this will be one of our last questions, but how do you price your, 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 your artwork? How do you know what to price and how to price? So usually it's based off of inch of like maybe the canvas. It's a certain size and I price it off of that size. But if I do a painting that uses like maybe a lot of paints or maybe it's a, different style or something that makes it like mm, I don't know I'm not, I don't I'm not sure how to say this um but yeah something like I mm. it's just one of those things that I think artists struggle with is knowing yeah to put definitely a price on because you know how much your materials cost but that's mm -hmm. not what the art is worth the yeah art is worth, you know, yeah maybe I do a really nice piece a quality piece uh, or I do like a really bad piece that maybe I don't like and maybe other people don't like. I would usually price that a lot less than the other nice piece I've created. Yeah. Yeah. Cool that you still want to sell it. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard I mean, to... Well, he paints over the canvases he doesn't love. Yeah. As well. <laughs> so but you never know, hidden, like... Like Picasso had hidden, you know, hidden mm -hmm. art underneath the ones because he'd painted over it. Isn't that true? I, I say it's yeah. always a joke, right? Whenever you see the, uh, you know, big news on CNN that they've found a hidden painting underneath Van Gogh's blah, blah, blah painting. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, he's turning in his grave right now. Yeah. He hid that painting for a reason. Yeah. Like, yeah. No artist wants their hidden painting revealed. Yeah. <laughs> yes exactly <sighs> yeah but it's art is so subjective anyway and i tell it you is, sometimes definitely. that you know sometimes you might not like it and somebody else will come along and it'll mm -hmm. be the exact color palette they, they love it, it they and love they love it. it and you're kind of like really okay. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's good it's good lessons to learn and you're learning them at a very young age you know mm. So you're learning really big lessons at a young age. And yeah, he does not come out of mom's pocketbook. He reinvests and he, you know, buys all the supplies. And right now it's all gone into ornaments. So stay tuned. These are, there's some spectacular ones coming out this Christmas season, I can tell you. Because they're right next to me, next to my desk right now. <laughs> on the Christmas tree in your lounge room. Yes, yes. On the tree. In the living room. <laughs> in the living room. Yeah. <laughs> it's I'm awesome. excited for you guys. I'm so excited for you, Nico. And I can't wait to see some of your other goals and and big dreams come to fruition and no doubt we'll yes. be talking to you again then so let's share with people how they can follow you find your art and buy from you okay so you can go over on instagram at flow by nico just all one word all lowercase n-i-c-o um and yeah, you can see all my paintings and ornaments there. You can even find some process videos. I'm also expanding to Facebook. You can, same username, Flow by Nico. I'm also on TikTok. And yeah, website will be coming out soon and I will advertise that. So yeah, that's where you can find me. Um, I'm impressed that you're... Um at your age of 14 going onto Facebook, onto the old... <laughs> old <friend. laughs> 
<laughs> well, I told him that's where his customers are. Yeah. It might not be where his friends are, but that's where a lot of his customers are. So yeah. that convinced him to to, <laughs> to sign Follow up for the free. money, Nika. Follow the money. <laughs> no, that's good advice, Mum. You know, yeah. I, to our listeners, we hope you've really enjoyed hearing from Nico. He's a 14-year-old entrepreneur, exceptional entrepreneur at this age and really switched on young businessman. And is it any surprise to know that he is our very own Laura Bell's son? <laughs> must be a very proud mum. I have no idea. <laughs> Absolutely. We make a good team. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, thanks, Nico. Really appreciate you being on the podcast with us today. And thanks for um, having you know, me. I'm your number one fan, and we're just going to keep on <laughs> cheering you on. And uh, and I hope our listeners will as well. Please follow him and see. There's going to be some big things ahead for this kiddo. I promise. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us on Resilient Entrepreneurs. We're Lauren Vicky from Two for One. We love supporting entrepreneurs, especially with mindset, marketing, and motivation, which is why we've built an incredible community of business founders who meet weekly in the Level Up League. If you'd like to know more about it, look us up at 2for1branding.com.